you, Brian. It's 98.9 WCLZ, a Studio Z edition of Live from the Archives. Today we're joined by J.D. McPherson, a new album, Undivided Heart and Soul, is out now. Show tonight at Port City Music Hall. I want to first say thank you so much for doing this with us. Good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be. Uh, it's great to have you back here. It's been th- more than three years since we've done one of these Has things it? with you. Yeah. Wow. Now, what I want to start with, we're two days late, but happy birthday. Thank you. It was a... Thank you. It's okay to... It's okay to wish me happy birthday. It's fine. It Thank seems that anything. He, oh. It was his birthday too, just a couple days before that. Jason, Jason's birthday too. Yeah. I think people are more excited about Jason's birthday. Yeah. Did you do anything special? Um. Well, we lifted a car. That's actually that. That really happened. We were in Montreal, and a car parked behind the bus, and we had to load out, and so we all got together and lifted the front half of the car and pushed it back just enough to open the bus. That was a, never done that on my birthday before. You've done that though before? Uh, not legally, not, not legally. What's the insurance policy for you guys lifting a car? I don't know. It was just one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah as a not band, talk you guys about that on the air, about actually. Insurance. Right, of course. Uh, I want to talk about the recording for the latest album. I thought this was so fascinating. You guys are at a really famous space in Nashville. Can you explain to people where that was? Yeah, so um, we had a whole bunch of trouble getting the record started, and then we were really, really lucky to land in RCA Studio B, which is a really important studio, one of the last kind of old school Nashville studios that's there, but it's not a commercial studio any longer. It's a museum. So Studio B, it'd be where Chet Atkins set up shop and recorded thousands of country hits, but also Elvis Presley's post-GI stuff was there, Roy Orbison's, all the big Roy Orbison stuff, so Crying, Only the Lonely, all that stuff was there. All the early Everly Brothers stuff was there, so it had this huge pedigree, and it was like, you know, a candy shop for, for us, but um, this goes to show you, if you just, you don't know what you can get unless you ask. So I sent an email to the Country Music Hall of Fame and asked if we could go in there and record. And almost immediately they wrote back and said, yes, you can record three songs. And we're like, okay, we're getting there. Three songs and you know only a few to go. And then once we got there, the studio managers were like, you know, it gets kind of lonely here at night. We might as well just make the whole record. So it was... Uh, and then they kicked us out two weeks later, and we had to finish some. Oh, just kidding. It was it was fine. But that is a challenge because, like you said, it's a museum, so you're not recording during the day, right? No. So the tours usually end at four, and so we were loading all the gear in at four o one, and then recording till like just wee hours of the morning, and then tearing completely down again, and just over and over and over and over and over. So. How did that affect what you guys had done in the studio? Were you able? Did you decide we won't do certain things anymore if you had to load in and load out that much stuff? Well, when we first started, I remember there were about 20 amps. And then by the end of recording was one amp. <laughs> so, yeah, the equipment, we, we got it down to the bare, to the, to the best stuff. We figured out what the best stuff was. And, um, yeah, it's like carrying 20 amps in every day is a real ridiculous. That's Van Halen stuff. You can't. We're not Van lifting Halen. a car, no problem. Though. Yeah, we're with JD McPherson in Studio Z, and I didn't know this until just a couple of days ago that Josh from Queens of the Stone Age played a part in in some of this. Can you explain that? Yeah, in a kind of a weird way, as just a, like a booster club. He heard that we were having trouble, and um, he could see it on my face that we were having trouble, 
and um, invited. So let me just paint the whole picture really fast. We were in, I was in LA and we got together and we went to the park with his kids and we were pushing his kids on the swing. And he said, come out to, um, to Burbank where his studio is pink ducks studios and just come hang out for a couple of days and have fun. And so that's exactly what I did. I flew out and just he and Dean from Queens of the Stone Age and I just kind of made loud noise and had fun for, for two days. We watched a Martin Short comedy special, cooked out, and uh, just got me feeling, you know, like 15 years old again. You know, like I like playing music. This is why you want to play music. Um, something I should say just to kind of prove the generosity there is that they were actually in the middle of making the new Queens of the Stone Age record, and he took two days off to do this. So it was a big deal. And that reminder to you that making music is fun, that's why you're doing this. I mean, where do you think that got lost for you? Um, doing it professionally is uh, can can wear that out of you sometimes, especially when you're under pressure to, you know. Well, it's like, it's like this. When you're 15 years old, it's something you've wanted since you're 15 years old. If you start getting caught up in what you should be doing to go further along, you're thinking, oh, God, please don't take this away from me. I've wanted it since I was 15 years old. But the exact opposite is actually true. You should be doing it because it's what you want to be doing or you should follow the rabbit. You know what I mean? The teacher never leaves you. I think that's what it is. Mm, you're yeah. still still giving those lessons. I'm the- still learning lessons. <laughs> We're with J.D. McPherson inside Studio Z. The last thing I do want to ask you about is your Oklahoma roots because Oklahoma is a really interesting place to me. The music that's come out of there, Leon Russell, J.J. Kale, even like the Flaming Lips, it's kind of, I don't know, there's this... There's this melting pot, I guess, in Oklahoma that I don't think we all realize. Can you yeah. describe the musical life in Oklahoma? Well, uh, Tulsa, or well, actually Oklahoma in general, but where I grew up in Tulsa is a real unusual um, city. T- Oklahoma is a very young state. became a state in 1907. So um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Um, it's not the South. It's not the Midwest. It's not the West. It's kind of a mix of all those things. Um, plus a bunch of oil money in the 1920s. So you're surrounded by all this great Art Deco architecture and people running around in those Art Deco buildings with cowboy hats on. And there's like amazing musicians everywhere that don't really ever leave. They just, you know, um, you know, Eric Clapton's band was all Tulsa guys. Uh, you know, of course, the Shelter Records story and Leon and all those guys, but um, the Texas Playboys were were grounded there for for a long time and um, great blues music. So it's it was a weird way to grow up because there's all this music around, but there was no like um, model for people that actually like went on the road. Like when this band was forming, um, we got I got I was still a school teacher in in Tulsa, and I got a phone call by these by who are now managers saying, Hey, we we can get you a booking agent. I'm like, what's a booking agent? What is that? Like, what are all these things you're talking about that bands do to keep on the road? And, and to, so it's like this weird learning curve. Maybe it's not the story for everybody. Cause there's a lot of music coming out of Oklahoma now, but for me then it just seemed so isolated and there was music, but it's just something you do on the weekends. Outside of the school teacher jobs. Yeah. Which is still amazing to me. I know I said last question, but we should ask you about this in case people don't know that background story. What were you doing before this? I was a, I was a teacher at a school. I was fresh out of grad school, and I got a teaching gig. 
Um, I, w- I was a master of fine arts and I was exiting grad school with an MFA and somebody offered me a teaching gig. And when you're exiting an art school uh, degree and somebody offers you a job, you say yes. So I took it, and so I was I was a middle school art and technology teacher for three years, at a at a kind of a new money private school there. Um, the old money Tulsa school was kids get dropped off in Bentleys, and the new money school kids get dropped off in Lamborghinis. <laughs> but it was I hopefully I hopefully I imparted some. I made everything about music anyway. Like if the kids were learning how to type, they were typing about the Collins kids or Charlie Christian. And I, I remember uh, making a, a PowerPoint because I was teaching PowerPoint, which is it's like the ubiquitous, completely useless software. But anyway, <laughs> teaching PowerPoint, and I made a PowerPoint about the Clash. And I put so much work into that thing, and then nobody ever, never ever made, used PowerPoint. Just not to rail on PowerPoint, but really, like, PowerPoint is people write paragraphs of stuff and put it up on the screen, and they turn around and read it to the audience. (laughs) Like, people can read faster than you can talk. It's better than the overhead things that we had when we were in school was the, I don't know, you know, somebody, everybody, yeah, yeah, the transparency things. Yeah, Yeah, did you have to do those with the Sharpie and everything? No, no, that was well... That was well passed, but... uh, Now I I feel old. Well, I have a soft spot for those, too, because that's how the... All the old psychedelic bands used to do their light shows with was with those things. Yeah. We've talked enough. I'm sorry. So here okay. you go. We're with J.D. McPherson inside Studio Z. Uh, the new album, Undivided Heart and Soul, is out now and a show tonight at Port City Music Hall. You want to do a couple more for us before you get out yes, of here? Yes, we'd love to. We're Thank very you. happy to be back here, by the way. Uh, we're going to eat all the lobster rolls. 